1: Down to the final eight, it's beginning to get interesting in the Champions League. I'm Guy Clark, welcome to the Blood Red channel as we take a quick look at the runners and riders in the Champions League quarterfinal draw ahead of Liverpool finding out their opponents. Matt Addison is here with me to rule an eye over the dream draw, the teams to avoid and just how fanciful thoughts of number seven may well be for Jurgen Klopp's side. Well Matt, we're going to find out obviously the quarterfinal draw but it is also the semi-final draw today so it's going to be sort of a... a, A crucial morning for Liverpool to find out who they're going to have, not only in the last eight, but what side of the draw they'll be on to.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely crucial, isn't it? It's one of those things that sometimes gets forgotten when you go through and either teams get knocked out or you go through to the final a lot of it does depend i think on the draw and particularly for liverpool this season i think it's it's massively important for them to to get a, a slightly easier draw i think there's one or two names that we're going to come to that you'd probably fancy liverpool to take rather than a couple of the big boys and yeah if they do get a, a decent draw and the draw goes their way as you say not just for the quarters but for the semi-finals suddenly you can start to, to dream about maybe making that final in Istanbul and it just gives everyone a, a bit of a lift and, and something to think about, I think, for, for the next few weeks. I think if uh, Liverpool get a nice little draw, you, you're starting to dream and if they get a, a more difficult one, maybe it's, uh, you know, again, something to, to look forward to still because it will be a massive tie, but maybe with the, the injuries Liverpool have got, maybe it would be a, a little bit more difficult this season than than maybe in other seasons.
1: Yeah, definitely. Atletico Madrid, Juventus and Barcelona are all falling at the round of last 16, so yeah, Liverpool's still in the hat. The uh, Run through the quick teams and then we'll, we'll go through them one by one, talking about them. So th- there's Dortmund, by Munich, Real Madrid, PSG, Porto, Chelsea, Manchester City and, of course, Liverpool. Let's start then with top of the list, Borussia Dortmund, Jurgen Klopp's former side. Of course, uh, a little bit of history with Dortmund five years ago in the Europa League in the the last 16 stage. What do you make of Dortmund this season? I think we all sort of hear about Jadon Sancho and Erling Haaland an awful lot, but they might be one of the sides actually that Liverpool would rather draw at this stage.
0: Yeah, they're they're certainly one of the two that I would probably fancy Liverpool. I think in in a Dortmund-Liverpool game, the way that it is at the moment, purely, I think, because of Erling Holland. It would be pretty much 50-50 who went through on that one. I think that's, you know, not too bad odds when you consider the injuries Liverpool have got and the position that they've been in so far in twenty twenty one. So yeah, Dortmund had been an interesting one. There's there's lots of uh, of storylines to to go down. Holland and, and Sancho in particular, but obviously the the Klopp links and you know they've got they've got other good players as well. But I think for me, Dortmund this season, they've not been particularly brilliant in the Bundesliga, but you know if you give Erling Haaland one or two chances which Liverpool in their current state are, are maybe prone to doing they can just cause you a few problems score a couple of goals and, and the you know the, the tie could be could be over in in a few minutes so I think they're they're an interesting one in the sense that it would be a really really tight game I think Liverpool would would give them everything and, and push them all the way to get through to the next round but yeah I suppose it's it, it you don't want to call them a, a one-man team when you've got someone like Jaden Sancho in there as well but I think for me, their hopes purely and simply are, are hinged on Erling Haaland. I think what is it? Something like twenty Champions League goals in twenty-one matches, something like that, that he's on um, in his in his career so far. So, yeah, he's uh, he's an incredible talent and can score against anyone. But you'd think, particularly without Van Dijk, Gomez, and Matip, that would be an area for, for Liverpool to to be a little bit concerned about. I think if if Liverpool did draw Dortmund,
1: yeah. Also, it's one of those, I suppose, just on the centre-back issue for for Liverpool, Kabak and Phillips beginning to get a nice partnership together, but they have played Sheffield United, Leipzig, who don't really sort of have a, an out and out forward since Timo Werner left them and, and Wolves who very much fall into a, a similar bracket. So up against Erling Haaland would very much be a test for those two centre-halves. Let's move on then from Dortmund, maybe to, I suppose, the dreaded draw, the reigning champions by Munich staying in Germany and with Hansi Flick's side, who, uh, well, they look like one of the favourites for the tournament this year.
0: Yeah, they're they're always going to be there or thereabouts, aren't they? We've obviously seen a fair bit of them in last season's tournament. This season, they've sort of quietly just got on with their business. There's not been, you know, a, a huge draw for them yet. They obviously beat Lazio to get to to this point in the tournament, so it's not been, you know, one that they've had to to play one of the the bigger teams. But yeah, they're they're a huge huge outfit, massively sort of clinical and and efficient in the way that they play and again that's one of those things that if Liverpool were to give them one or two chances maybe you know if you think of of Robert Lewandowski probably the best player in the world to be honest at at this moment in time I think he's you know so so good so so clinical and you know it's probably a little bit similar to Erling Haaland in that sense that if you just give Lewandowski two chances over the course of the tie which you know on The current state of things Liverpool probably would I think you'd probably fear for them in a game like that so yeah again one with loads of of storylines obviously there's Hansi Flick and Jurgen Klopp both were linked with the, the German national team job Thiago Alcantara transferred last summer between the two teams there's lots and lots of links. Liverpool have obviously you know, shown that they can uh, knock out Bayern. They did so a couple of seasons ago. They did so, actually, with uh, Fabinho for, for playing centre-back, I think, for, for one of those games against uh, Lewandowski, keeping them out in that nil-nil draw at Anfield. So, yeah, it would be probably one to avoid, one of uh, a few teams to avoid, I think. And, uh, again, it it would be an amazing one to, to look forward to and, and cherish. It would be two of the, the biggest names in world football, but... Yeah, I think you'd at least want that to be in the semi-final, possibly even the final for, for Liverpool. You, you probably don't want that at this stage of the tournament.
1: No, incredible, isn't it, that you think only two years ago in that round of 16 game that Liverpool kept Lewandowski very quiet indeed and progressed rather seamlessly in the end over the course of the two games. And after sort of Robin and Ribbery, I think a lot of people maybe thought Bayern were going to sort of sink away, but they seem to have just come on so so strong and as you say definitely a team for Liverpool to avoid then what about Real Madrid it's a big name they've obviously done damage in the Champions League final a few years back now for for Liverpool but what do you make of them
0: they're not having the the best of seasons I wouldn't have said I saw them um in the the last 16 and obviously wasn't massively impressed by them we know you know, Liverpool have obviously played Atalanta, the team that, that Real Madrid knocked out. We know that they weren't particularly up to much in in those two games. Liverpool, you know, did fairly okay against them in, in one of the games, absolutely blew them away in another of them. So, yeah, look, it's, it's a team that comes with a lot of glamour, a lot of names. Zidane's still there. Karim Benzema is still an excellent player, but they're not the same Real Madrid team that they have been in previous years. I think... They're probably, you know, they they fall in between, I think, Dortmund and Bayern. I think you'd rather play Dortmund than Real Madrid, but you'd rather play Real Madrid than Bayern. I think it would be one of those where there would, again, be a lot of narratives. Obviously, the the Champions League final a couple of years ago, all of that sort of thing would would come back to the fore. But I don't think it would be actually the worst draw in the world for them. As I say, I saw them, you know, in in both legs against against Atalanta. They made real hard work of it in the first leg, the... Uh, Italian team had 10 men for about 80 minutes of that game and they only won by a goal to nil, didn't really put them away, didn't really show the same sort of clinical levels of, of finishing that you might be terrified of if you're Liverpool. And I just think that, you know, that wouldn't be the worst draw in the world. But again, you you can't pick and choose. But I think it's it's one of those, if Liverpool were to get maybe uh, a Borussia Dortmund or Porto, as we're going to come on to, to talk about, and then maybe they could get Real Madrid in, in the semi-final, I think that would be... Possibly the, the best case scenario for Liverpool to get through. So they're not they're not the team that, that we think of when you think of Real Madrid. But yeah, maybe it's uh, one for the semis rather than the quarters.
1: Yeah, you've still got that man, Sergio Ramos as well. Needs no introduction to Liverpool fans. Scored another goal for them in that game against Atalanta. And uh, over 100 goals now for Madrid. An incredible servant to them, as I say, albeit maybe not the... Uh, most well attracted to by Liverpool fans. Let's move on then to the uh, other side who played in the the final last year, PSG. They beat Barcelona and finally in the Champions League, Matt, look as though they're beginning to get their act together. There was a few years where certainly second legs, they were very shaky and there to be got at. But Mm -hmm. is this a side that actually benefits not playing in front of crowds? And we know that they've got the likes of Kylian Mbappe and, and Neymar. They've got some stellar players in their side.
0: Yeah, they absolutely have. I think the, the fans thing is interesting. I think, you know, when Liverpool have played Paris Saint-Germain in the past, they've actually been very, very impressed by their fans, actually. They're very, very vocal. They certainly were at Anfield. They kept me awake. They uh, were staying in a hotel not far from where I live in, in Liverpool city centre and kept me awake with all the, the fans outside. But, uh, yeah, they are a, a terrifying prospect, I think, for Liverpool. I think along with Bayern Munich, probably the, the favourites for the Champions League chiefly, again, because of, of one player. And for me, that is Kylian Mbappe. Obviously, Neymar has, you know, huge, huge quality and, and all of that sort of thing. But for me, it's it's similar to, to Erling And Those are the, are the two big names, aren't they, that are being spoken about, along with you know, Lewandowski at the moment in terms of, of strikers. So, yeah, Kylian Mbappe against Kabak and, and Phillips doesn't exactly fill me with a huge amount of confidence and, and that sort of thing from a Liverpool perspective. But, yeah, again, what a tie that would be. I think, you know, it'd be Another one with, you know, a load of storylines around it. It'd be brilliant to, to build up to it and, and look forward to it. But again, you, you would probably have to say that, that PSG were, were quite heavy favourites, I think, for, for that. If Liverpool do draw PSG, they would be, you know, very much up against it because of of those one or two individuals. And again, it's, you know, it's not just Neymar and Mbappe. They've got other players as well. But I think particularly in the Champions League, particularly against a patched-up Liverpool defence you're looking at, at different moments aren't you You're looking at, at who is going to be clinical who's going to take advantage if there's a little bit of space in behind liverpool and i think if you could probably pick any player in the world to do that probably killing mbappe would be pretty much at, at the top of that list so yeah one to one to avoid i think would be would be paris Saint germain but i think uh, along with bayern munich they're probably probably the favorites for the tournament
1: the blood red podcast from the Liverpool Echo. From one of the dreaded draws to definitely the dream draw. And that takes us to to Porto. Of course, Liverpool have got plenty of recent history with Porto and I suppose a bit of a good luck charm in the, the knockout stages on en route to reaching finals in 2018 and 2019. Everyone listening to this is probably putting their hands to the skies now and praying that actually this will be the draw. How desperate are Liverpool to get Porto out of the hammock?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the obvious one, isn't it? Liverpool are a better team, even in their current state, than Porto. You'd put Liverpool as favourites. And I think probably the only tie that Liverpool could get where they would be absolute out-and-out favourites would be would be Porto. I mean, I watched them in, in both legs um, against Juventus and, and actually they were deserved winners. They should have won that first leg by more. I think it was 2-1 in the end. They should have really put that tie to bed and, and, and put it out of sight, really, in that game, The second game they were were impressive as well but i just think they are one of those teams that they are a unit they are you know a team with a a good few individuals but they don't have that real star quality in in the key areas they don't have an mbappe or a holland or or anyone like that which you think liverpool would be able to to cope with them they're almost i don't think they're maybe as good as obvi leipzig but they're a, a similar sort of team in a way that they their big strength is that they are a team. They're a unit. They have a distinct style of play. They play with a, a very sort of rigid 2 formation. It would be one I think that that Liverpool would relish coming up against them. I think even you know if you give them one or two chances, they're maybe not as clinical. They're maybe not as as likely to take advantage of Liverpool's weaknesses as one or two of the other teams in the tournament. So, absolutely, one hundred percent. This is this is the one that you want to get. I think I think it's the the same for for all of the teams. If you asked you know, fans of, of any of the seven teams apart from Porto, which team do you want to get? I think Porto would be would be the answer. That's not to say it would be an easy tie. It wouldn't be, you know, an absolute a given that the, the Liverpool would get through. But I think if you could handpick any of them, you'd probably want Porto to be on your side of the draw and, and probably, you know, to, to get them in the quarters and then maybe the winner of Dortmund against Real Madrid. That would be the ideal path to the final, I think
1: yeah definitely in terms of Marco Gruic he's out on loan at at Porto are you aware of what the stipulations and the competition rule is around that obviously domestically if he was on loan in the Premier League he wouldn't play against Liverpool does that apply in the Champions League Uh,
0: I believe it's down to to each individual arrangement between the clubs. so I imagine that Liverpool will have put something in there to say that he can't play against them I think it would be a bit of an error um, if they didn't do that but uh, I know Marco Gruch did, I think, come off the bench, uh, possibly in both, certainly in the, the second of of the two last 16 ties. He hasn't actually been playing a massive amount for Porto this season. He's not first choice. He tends to, to come off the bench and they've got um, only two players who play in that central midfield area. As I said before, they play in that very sort of rigid 4-4-2. They don't really move away from that. So... You know, even if he was eligible to play against Liverpool, it's probably likely that he would start the game on the bench anyway, to be honest. He's not really established himself in the way that you maybe would have expected him to over there. It's not quite gone his way so far. I think he, from what we've we've heard anyway, he seems to be more suited to, to the Bundesliga and that sort of division where he's been obviously with Hertha Berlin for the last couple of seasons. He did really, really well there. There's obviously a huge amount of talent, but it's not quite worked out for him at Porto so far. So, yeah, I'm not 100% sure. I imagine he wouldn't be able to play, but even if he could, probably uh, it wouldn't be a, a disaster for Liverpool by any stretch.
1: No, hopefully they're not uh, sort of fateful last words. But let's let's wait and see what the what the draw throws up. Anyway, final two. Let's do them together. The, the English sides, along with Liverpool, of course, is now an open draw, so Liverpool can draw anybody left in the competition. And Chelsea, who beat Atletico Madrid, and Manchester City, who saw off Borussia Munchen Gladback, they are the final two sides. You know Sean Bradbury on the Blood Red Podcast on Monday sort of spoke of reservations of drawing a Premier League side. Certainly, whilst Liverpool still try and work their way back into form. They might not be the biggest names left in the hat, albeit Man City probably along with Bayern and PSG will have that favourites tag alongside their names. But these are another two for different circumstances that Liverpool will want to avoid, won't they?
0: Yeah, two very, very difficult teams, obviously. Liverpool have seen that in the last few weeks. Chelsea, thought they were absolutely brilliant, actually. Uh, a few different individuals stood out for me in the, the the game against Liverpool, actually, but in the the game in the Champions League, I think we saw the, the best of Angolo Conte again, for example. There's you know, so much talent in that squad. We've we've said it so many times with Chelsea, how good they are. And Manchester City as well. They've obviously come to, to Anfield and taken advantage again of, of those key, key mistakes in key areas and ran away with it, really. So yeah, I think it would be it would be difficult to play either of those teams in in the next round. I think those are, are the two that you really want to avoid. I think. Possibly the ideal scenario for Liverpool would actually be that they draw each other potentially. You know, if, if they could knock out um, one of each other or, or maybe get a, a Bayern or a PSG, you're you sort of guaranteeing there that, that one or two of the bigger teams, the, the favourites for the tournament, get knocked out. So, yeah, I think absolutely you want to, to avoid them. I think you want to avoid them as well just because the Champions League is about playing different opposition. It's about travelling to, to a different country getting away from from the English sort of Premier League teams and, and that sort of thing and I think that matters even more without fans in the stadium I think it would just be quite refreshing to to go somewhere else go and, and play a team that you've not played for a bit just in a new environment away from from England and, and away from from all of, of the usual day-to-day stuff I think it would be quite beneficial for, for Liverpool to, to go and do that and as we've seen, obviously, with RB Leipzig having to, to play Liverpool in Budapest over the two legs, you you take away potentially the, the home advantage and, and things like that. So it's just a, a little bit more disruption that might play into to Liverpool's hands a, a little bit with that potentially. Obviously, we don't know what the, the stipulations will be and, and the regulations in terms of... Uh, of the, the pandemic and that sort of thing but uh yeah i think you you want to to avoid the english teams just from a, a romantic point of view but i think you you want to avoid them as well for for their quality and and for the, the sort of um ability to to take them outside of england and, and just have a, a little bit of a, a freshening up so yeah i i would put to be honest manchester city and chelsea up there with with psg as as the worst draw and by munich of course as the worst draw that, that liverpool could get i think it would be uh it would be a bit of a disappointment, to be honest, if you get to the quarterfinals of the Champions League and you play a team that you've already played twice this season. So, yeah, fingers crossed they can can avoid those two and, and possibly, as I say, they can draw each other.
1: Yeah, best-case scenario then, just to, to wrap up, is Liverpool get Porto and Real Madrid get Dortmund and that is the semi-final opponent. Worst-case scenario is Liverpool probably get Bayern Munich, are you saying, Matt, with either PSG or Chelsea maybe waiting in the the semi-finals, or Manchester City. I mean, Liverpool are probably going into this as one of the sides that other teams will want to draw. It's not very often we say that, but we always say that football is cyclical and it it goes round in patterns. 16 years on from the final being held in Istanbul, it's there again this year. 16 years ago, Liverpool failed to gain qualification through the Premier League to the following season's Champions League. Of course, we all know what happened against AC Milan in the final. Is the Champions League, therefore, the best route back into it for Liverpool next season, do you think?
0: I think it depends entirely, 100% on the draw. If the draw goes Liverpool's way, I think you almost put all of your eggs in that one basket and, and really go for it. I think if Liverpool do get that ideal draw, I think you can then look forward to, you know, possibly a quarterfinal, semifinal and a final. I think you'd really start to, to fancy Liverpool in those games but uh, if the draw goes against them and it is the worst case scenario and you start to think "Hmm, maybe they won't even get to the semi-finals maybe it's starting to to look a bit difficult for them I think then maybe you reassess and you go look we're only what is it five points off the top four at at this moment in time maybe if Chelsea get a slightly easier draw maybe they start to to have one eye on the Champions League rather than the Premier League maybe an opportunity comes up so yeah I think it's it's something that Liverpool are going to have to consider and they will never admit that they would prioritise one over the other, but I think during this international break, it's going to be something for, for Liverpool to think about and and strategize really, for, for the rest of this season. Which games are they going to play which players in? Are they going to rest certain players for, for certain matches? I think they probably will do, um, just because their squad isn't necessarily as big and as strong as one or two of the other teams. But I think which matches they are, it depends purely and simply on on what happens today in the draw. So, Fingers crossed it, it goes Liverpool's way. And if it does, I think they will tend to 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 lean towards the Champions League. But yeah, it's it's out of Liverpool's hands. The main thing is that they're in the draw, but then the, the next biggest thing is for for that draw to to go their way, I think.
1: Yeah, let's wait and see how it does play out. That our preview then ahead of the Champions League draw, it's taking place at eleven o'clock um here in the UK. Uh, this morning, ahead of the quarterfinals, and as I say, as well, the semi final draw, too. We'll be back on the Blood Red podcast platforms later in the day with the Blood Red podcast reacting. To the Champions League draw and rounding up all the big Liverpool talking points throughout the course of the week. But if you want to join us on our dedicated YouTube channel, you can do so for live broadcast, live reaction to the Champions League draw as it happens, as I say, at 11 a.m. But from myself, Guy Clark and Matt Addison, thanks for joining us here on this edition of the Blood Red Podcast. That's all for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.